So today we're in my kitchen. So, you know, by the end of the month, you will have done a full tour of my house. It's a Monday afternoon and I've been thinking about how we can ask the sort of questions that create more interesting answers. And that got me thinking about scones or scones or whatever you like to call them, but I mean the ones with jam and cream. So I'm attempting to make some as I talk to you, which is a bit of a weird segue, so let me explain. In my old job at the ABC, I got to ask people questions for a living. I got to ask them what they knew, what they thought, what led them to thinking that way. And as part of that, we ran regular talkback segments, which sometimes were about big stuff, but other times were about more day-to-day stuff. And there are five talkback sessions that I'll never forget. But one of these five was about scones. <laughs> Turns out people have lots of feelings about scones and how you make them. In what was probably a very slow news day, I told my listeners that I'd tried to make some scones on the weekend but failed miserably, so could they please call in and tell me how to make them? I told them the recipe that I'd used and I wanted to know what I was doing wrong. Whoa, (laughs) I was not quite prepared for the onslaught of scone tips that was about to come in. I had people sharing their grandmother's recipes. I had women reciting handwritten notes they'd taken at school. I had people rubbishing other people's suggestions. It was on. I never knew that the topic of how to make scones could be so interesting, could connect so many people and could get people calling into a radio station even though they'd never thought about doing it before. Now, there was something that set them off, a few things I reckon in this case, but one that I want to talk about today. People love to give advice. Now, Michael Bungay-Stainer, who's the author of The Coaching Habit, he talks about how we all have this advice monster inside us that just wants to get out. We can't wait to offer advice. As Michael says, this can become an issue for leaders if advice becomes the default response because he reckons it can sabotage conversations. I think it can also start conversations. What if we stopped giving advice and started asking for it? I've found that asking explicitly for advice gives people permission to share their point of view. I found that it's been a really easy way for people to contribute to conversations and share what they know or what they've learned because their advice monster is just dying to get out. I'm also sure that it's probably the follow-up questions that will determine whether or not that advice is useful. However, maybe the asking for the advice is the cost of entry into their brains and therefore into their experiences. And right on time, the buzzer is gone. Let's check these scones. Oh my goodness, these talkback callers knew what they were talking about. Brilliant. Light, fluffy, risen. It's pretty good advice. I'll talk to you next week. Hold up. 